You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called simply Connection. The fact is that humans need connection to survive. It's the relationships that we have that keep us alive and contribute to our longevity. And today I want to talk about the three ways that you can increase your connection so that you can be more resilient and calm in these trying times particularly. At a time of global lockdown and enforced isolation, things are pretty scary and uncertain and some of us are finding it really difficult to cope. So we may need to make more effort to connect and maybe to find more creative ways to connect with other people. Why? Well, even beyond the challenges that we're facing right now in the sense that things are in a bit of a panic and a bit chaotic, we know that connection is directly related to longevity and resilience and well-being. And let's face it, we all need a bit of that. The research that's been done into the so-called blue zones is really interesting. And if you haven't seen that research, the blue zones are those areas of the world where there are more centenarians than anywhere else. They're places like Ikaria and Okinawa. Maybe they're just places that end in the letter A. <laughs> but they have different ways of living and eating that promote well-being and longevity. And in those blue zones, social connection is one of the four essential pillars in that magic formula to living into your 90s and beyond. So knowing that connection is so important in that magic formula for longevity, I want to talk today about connection in more depth. That is, what is it and how can we do it more effectively? So let's talk about that blue zone model. If connection is one of the four pillars, then within connection, there are three elements that we need to get right. The first one is belonging, and that's being connected to some sort of a faith-based community. Number two is that loved ones come first. And number three is that we need to be in the right tribe or in social circles that support healthy behaviours. So now I want to explore each of these three areas and I'm going to invite you along the way to think about which of them you have access to right now and how you can draw on these areas to help you to stay calm and to build resilience right now. Let's start with the area belonging. Belonging is pretty much a feeling of being connected to something that's bigger than yourself. It's when you transcend your day-to-day -day goals and you feel alive and more interconnected with the world. So it's a really big picture thing. And in essence, you could say that belonging is a search for meaning. Think of the Dalai Lama who lives a philosophy. That's one example of belonging. For some people, it could equate to religion belonging to a church or some sort of a spiritual pursuit. But for other people, it can be connection that is found in music or altruistic pursuits, philanthropy or passion projects or art or nature. I know that when I'm surfing, I feel totally connected within myself and with the earth, with the environment, and I have this real sense of peace and calm, of feeling alive that's an example of belonging. And in these times when physical connection is limited or difficult, I think that if we're able to create that sense of belonging within ourselves, then it's a really powerful skill 
And you can use that skill to stay calm and to escape the anxiety of what's going on. Even if you can't connect with other people, you can definitely create belonging for yourself to something that is meaningful. I know people that are spending a lot of time doing creative projects around art. I know others that are getting into philanthropic pursuits and helping others. And this sense of being connected to something that's meaningful is helping them to cope with the difficult times right now. So right now I'm going to invite you to ask yourself a couple of questions. The first question is, where does your sense of belonging come from? Is it from a higher power or a higher calling? And what I mean by that is a higher power being a church or a spiritual aspect or a higher calling such as art or music or nature or something philanthropic. Where does your sense of belonging come from? Think of all the things in your life that fit into that category or those categories. And the second question I want to ask you to reflect on is, what sorts of feelings does that connection create within you? If you think about your connection to that higher power or higher calling, how does that feel right now? If you are truly connected to something like that, then you should have that sense of calm, that sense that everything's going to be okay, that sense of feeling interconnected with the world around you, even if you can't physically be present. So that's the first part of connection. And as you can see, even thinking about the feelings that it creates is powerful. It's something that you could bring into a quiet reflection or a meditation every day just to really cherish what you have access to. The second category of connection is loved ones. And your family and friends are the loved ones who provide you with love and support and a framework of values. They're the people you count on, that you respect and you have shared responsibility for. You could say that they're your primary relationships that give you security and protection. If you've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is basically a list of all of the human needs, starting from the basic survival ones right up to the higher level ones, Maslow's hierarchy of needs says that beyond the basic human needs of food and water and shelter, we have psychological needs that are met through belonging and through loving relationships. And I love what motivational speaker Jim Rowan said. He says that we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Now that's pretty eye-opening if you think about it. Think about the people that you spend time with and what those relationships are like. It pretty much means that when it comes to relationships, we're really greatly influenced by the people that we spend the most time with. And I think that that's partly because of our desire to belong and fit in, that we kind of mould ourselves to the people around us. But also it's partly because we have trust in our intimate relationships. So we are going to believe or buy into what other people are saying or doing. But there's also the fact that emotions are contagious. I'll talk about this in another podcast, Emotional Contagion. It's such an interesting thing. But just know that Smiles, like yawns, are contagious and so is sadness and so is anger. So knowing that relationships are really important and knowing that emotional contagion happens, a couple of questions that you could consider might be, what are your healthiest 
most positive and most robust friendships and intimate relationships. Who are those people? And why do you think that they're so healthy and positive? So thinking about those healthy, positive relationships and why they're so important to you. The second question is, who are the people that you turn to when times are hard or difficult? Because right now, with the chaos that's going on, we will all be affected in some way, whether we're feeling resilient but supporting others or struggling right now. Being stable and feeling resilient is really critical. So it's great to have in mind the people that are most important for you to connect with and to be clear on how and when you'll connect with them so that you can maintain your resilience. So that's the second part of connection, your loved ones. The third part of connection is your tribe. And humans are wired to belong to part of a pack and when we belong it eases our loneliness and our isolation. And according to Seth Godin, one of our most powerful survival mechanisms is to be part of a tribe where we contribute to and gain from a group of like-minded people. Effective tribes have good leadership, a shared interest and a way to communicate. They're the traits, but they're also a movement. It's a place where many people work together to seek something better or bigger than themselves. A tribe can transform shared interests of the group into passionate goals and big visions for change. They can create energy and transformation. And in the definition provided by the Blue Zones research, tribes are primarily about like-minded people who are engaging in healthy behaviours. So think about the tribes in your life that promote healthy behaviours. Maybe they're meditation groups or exercise classes or just groups of friends who catch up to talk and download. The more tightly knit the tribe and its shared interests, the greater the power of a tribe. And really interesting um, was this conversation I had last night with a group of people in my membership and we were talking about tribes and none of them really liked the word tribe. They said, oh, it's such a trigger for me. I don't like that word. <laughs> but what they did say was that they all had small groups of really close-knit relationships and they were the most important tribes in their lives. They were groups of friends or family members or people in the community that fulfilled roles of primary relationships and all they felt they really needed was access to those groups. So it doesn't have to be a big tribe to be effective and supportive for you. It can be a small tribe that's super powerful. How do you know that you're part of a powerful tribe? Well, you feel powerful and energised when you're engaged with the people in it. And maybe even thinking about the concept of being a part of something makes you feel this way. Tribes can exist in real life and online. I love that technology allows us to transcend the bounds of physical isolation right now and close the tyranny of distance. We can access tribes in Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, community groups, WhatsApp, text message, FaceTime, and they could be not-for-profit organisations, social causes, workplaces or friendship groups. 
So once again, I invite you to consider a couple of questions. Firstly, who are the tribes in your life that are giving you the support you need right now? So think about the most important groups, your core groups that help you to maintain healthy behaviours right now. And then ask yourself, what role do those tribes play in your motivation and your mental and emotional well-being? I encourage you to maybe go back and reflect on those questions for the three areas because being clear on how you can create connection enough to meet your needs and to build resilience is really important right now. And so to wrap up today's episode, I've talked about the three aspects of connection to others based on the Blue Zone research. And the Blue Zone research says that connection is one of the key pillars in longevity. So those three areas of connection were belonging, loved ones and tribes. And they're things that we all have access to in our daily lives. They're more important than ever right now to help us deal with change, uncertainty and stress. So knowing this, I encourage you to think about which of those areas might need some more attention so that you can get the support that you need right now. And I also highly recommend that you look at investing time in self-connection because self-reliance is a really powerful way to stay calm, focused and to have a sense of control when the world around us is in chaos. If you have thoughts or questions about connection, then please connect with me on www.melaniejwhite forward slash contact. I would love to hear from you. I hope you stay connected and well. I should have said actually it's melaniejwhite.com forward slash contact. My mistake. These things happen. (laughs) Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.